So I read that passage um, about the gospel being forcefully advancing and forceful people lay hold of it. So I said, well, I complained to Mandy. I said, this is quite a tricky passage to do for an all-age service. And then she reminded me that I chose the passage myself, so I didn't really have much to complain about there. What it's trying to say to us, it talks about uh, being forceful uh, in the kingdom. Um, and that's reminding us, really, that the kingdom of God is not about a picnic. It's sometimes about something much more difficult than that. And Matthew's got some other um, passages which are quite important for us to read. I'm going to read Matthew 7. There's an image in here about the kingdom of God that's also of, of something that's quite difficult. Um, it is Matthew 7, uh, verses 24. Uh, it talks about the wise and the foolish builders. See, Therefore, anyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because of its foundation. And it's just an image of, of a difficult environment where the rains come down, the streams rise, and then the winds you know, beat against the house and it didn't fall. Have you ever seen something that a flood has just swept by? It's tough. And so it's telling us that the kingdom is not always that easy. There's another one, even worse. It's uh, Matthew 10, verse 16. Jesus is sending out the disciples, and he says, uh, uh, let me get the right verse here. Okay, I think I'm, I'm there. It's, it's the one where he's sending out the 12, and he says, I'm sending you out as sheep amongst wolves, somewhere in Matthew 10. I mean, I, I, we don't get lots of wolves around here, but uh, can you imagine being a sheep amongst wolves? It doesn't really sound like a great thing. Does anyone go to a party and saying, hey, we're going to a kid's party, we're having wolves, and we're going to play amongst the wolves? That wouldn't be very popular. Um, it, it wouldn't be a great party at all. But that Jesus is warning us, you've got to be prepared for, for the kingdom in a tough environment. You guys downstairs have been doing the armor of God. Not so? Not so. I hope you're paying attention. So, so why would they be telling us to wear armor if we weren't going to come under a little bit of pressure? What are some of the things? The, the helmet of salvation? The breastplate of righteousness? Who's here is wearing a breastplate today? Ross, don't count you. It's a breastplate. No one wearing a helmet. Do we still use these things? I mean, I saw you guys were wearing helmets last week, but you haven't bought them this week. What's the story? And we sometimes think, gee, do we really need a helmet? Do we need a breastplate or a belt? A sword? Anyone bring their sword here? I know some people, please don't bring your firearms to church. We don't encourage it. Um, and, and a shield of faith? Well, the gospel is trying to prepare us for that. And, and I want to talk to you guys about something that I know a little bit more about. Uh, I've got my modern version of these things. And it's from paddling, of course. Um, and it's more relevant for me. That, that's a picture of uh, me in the front and my mate Bruce at the back. It's a, it's a, it's a two-person boat. And, um, you know, we, we regard the river as something of a difficult environment. It's, it's not a picnic. And uh, I've got my armor of paddling here. And I'm going to share with you my armor of paddling. Hopefully my children will be inspired and one day join me down uh, the river. 
So let's start with the breastplate of righteousness. This is mine. It doesn't look very good. It looks quite flimsy, but this, I, I love this jacket. Look, I, I look quite snappy with my jacket. <laughs> okay. Well, one thing you know about the, you like it? It comes in different colors. Um, now, nowadays, uh, if you, you get red ones so that they can find you more easily, you know. And, and I've got one with a nice handle on the back. The guy says, hey, you know, at least if you're unconscious, it's so much easier for people to pull you out the water. That's a great selling point. Um, but righteousness is not something we earn ourselves. Righteousness is given to us. And, and the important thing about this life jacket, it's like a breastplate of righteousness. When you fall out that canoe, sometimes swimming is not so easy. You want to swim down those rocks there? It's not lacquer. You've got to rely on your life jackets to keep you afloat. It's not my swimming, but it's these little white beads in here that are keeping me above the water. So that's what the Lord says. Sometimes you're in an environment where you're made to feel that you earn your way. But he wants to say, I want you to remember that righteousness is first of all given to you, and it protects your heart. That's what the breastplate is for. So when I fall out my boat, the first thing I must do is not try and swim to the side, you might not know this. You've got to put your feet first, and you've got to lift them out the water, and you just float down that water. Don't try and swim to the side. Float to the end of the rapid, and then get to, to the end. And a top tip, if you can see you've got a long swim, I always like blow a little bit of air into my juice bottle because that's a bit of extra buoyancy. Um, so, so the most important thing in, in turbulent times, righteousness is given to you. You cannot earn it. And people will say, hey, you've got to earn it. It's not true. Okay. Now, the belt of truth. I bet you're wondering what's going to be there. Okay. I, this, this is, uh, it's called, a, it's called a, a camelback. Okay. It doesn't look like a belt of truth. I, I pop it over my life jacket. It keeps everything together. But this is where I keep it, my refreshment station. It's like my, it's like my, it's like my bar fridge. And there's like juice which comes out here and I drink going down. Because you know when you're going down a river you can't stop and just, you, you've got to just sip out of here. So truth is what goes in, you know. And, and what they're saying to us, in this environment today people don't come up to you at school and pull out their sword and take you for a duel. But sometimes people might challenge you with something that's not true. And, and, and what Paul is saying and the gospel is saying you've got to be forceful. You've got to make sure you're getting enough truth in that system. And... Um, so for me, I've got to make sure I'm drinking liquids. Uh, every half an hour, I must have, I don't know, a few hundred mils. And sometimes you just don't feel like it. You know, you just feel like, oh, I, I, I've had enough gooey stuff today. I actually feel like I'm a, a little bit nauseous. We won't go into details. But, you know, sometimes on a long endurance event, you don't feel so like you'd, you'd, you'd like to just contribute rather than take something in. But you must. You must take liquids in. And for us, the truth comes out of Scripture. And sometimes, you know, there get times in our life where we feel, mm, I just don't feel like reading Scripture. And maybe it's not meaning as much to me as it, as it might have. I'm going through a difficult time, but you've got to have the discipline. You've got to take your hundred or so mils. You've got to get the truth in there. Otherwise, you're in, in difficulty. So when you're doing the doozy, top tip, don't drink the water around you. Bring your own water. Okay, if you drink doozy water, it's a problem. Go down to game and buy that like 18 pack of uh, baby stock. You're going to need it. 
just the, you know, they say when the spirits have the bottom fall out of the world, and the world fall out of the bottom. <laughs> but that's what it's like in the world. People give you stuff that's not true, and it corrupts you. And, and to be protected, to be protected, you've got to have truth. And that's, that's what's important. Now, the shield of faith. Okay, my shield looks very floppy. I wouldn't recommend it against arrows. It's a bit like a skirt. Okay, but if you come feel inside here, just tell me, does, guys, Kelly, what does, it, does it feel, what does it feel like in there? Donna? Okay, come, give me an opinion. Does it feel gross? Okay, so that's cool. what, it, what it is, is it's, uh, do you want to put it on? We can see if you just, you just stand in there, Donna. Let's just see if this, this, the color suits you. You can take your dad for a paddle, next leg. It goes up like this. Oh, there we go, it's a little bit big. And then you just clip it on your boat like that. Okay, and this, this, this stuff here, it's rubber lining, which they've sprayed it, and it keeps the water out of the boat. There, you can sit down, you can take my shield with you. You don't want to, okay. I'm not offended much. So, so a shield is there to give you a, a place of peace, a place of serenity. Um, if you can see around there, the water is looking bubbly. Can you spot my boat? Yeah, the boat sometimes disappears a little bit there. You can see a little bit in front of me, and, uh, um, uh, but not a lot. And this is designed to keep the turmoil that's outside your boat from coming inside your boat. When that happens, you have a problem. You know, because the boat just doesn't stay afloat. And, and what happens is it breaks. It happens very quickly. I, I've, I, I guess how many boats I've broken in half. Don't smile when you guess, Jessica. It's, it's not cool. Close, close. You are my daughter, so you've got a top tip. But it's four I've broken in, in, in half. Because the water gets in and it just wraps it around a, a rock. And, and that's, we, we, you know... You know, we don't have, as I said, we don't have swords when we go to school or at work, you know, but we've got busyness. We've got uh, turmoil around us. You've got to keep that stuff out the boat. It's quick. It happens so quickly, you've just got to be so careful. I remember once I was stuck, and, and the water was coming all over me and all over my splash cover, and then I, the boat started turning, and I was about to go under the boat. I thought, oh, what's worse, you know, getting stuck under the water myself or breaking the boat? It was easy. I mean, I love that boat, but I, I, you know, I can replace them easily. And uh, I just pulled my splash cover. Ten seconds later, it was, my boat was folded in half. It's not so lacking. So the, the warning of the shield of faith is that you've got to protect yourself from the busyness of the world. It will come at you like arrows. And you've got to make sure that you keep serenity inside the boat. And we see in Scripture how, how the Lord made time to be aside and to pray. And, uh, and, and He really just protected himself from the busyness outside himself. Even at school, you, you guys are busy, but it doesn't stop. Boy. And you get your own cares, and you've got to sort all sorts of stuff out. You're busy. You must always make sure that you, you've got your shield in place. Okay. Now, my sword. Oh, yes. I love this thing. Um, this, is, this, is, this is my, obviously, it's my paddle. Okay. Um, but it's like the sword of the spirit. You know, if you've ever tried uh, paddling in a boat, you really need the paddle. 
to stay upright. Otherwise, it's just like sitting on a bar of soap. Not that I've tried that, but I mean, you know. Um, it's just very slippery. And, and, and really, the way you stay upright is that you just lean on your paddle. And that's really what the Spirit is saying. You know, I, I am there to, to help protect you. You've got to lean on me. And uh, that's why as soon as you go into difficulty, the first thing I do in my boat is lift up your pedal. When you see trouble coming, lift up your pedal. So when it hits you, the first thing you can do is just bring that pedal down hard and keep you upright. You can see guys who are not used to the doozy the first time. They get to rapid. They just put their pedal on their lap, and they just say, well, this is going to be a bumpy ride. And the water grips the pedal and pulls them into the water, and there they go, swimming. Feet first, take the bum, take the rocks on the bottom. Yeah. So, so the sword of the Spirit is lean on the Spirit. Lean on the Spirit. Don't try and balance that boat yourself. And, and that's really a, a, a message for us. So have I gone through the whole armor? Was there anything I've left out, guys? The helmet, you're right. I've, I've left, have, have I left anything else out? Shoes, I'm looking for one more. But you, you were paying attention there. That's impressive. I know your dad's giving you private lessons at home. <laughs> what else have I left out? Okay. It's hard. It's tricky. I know your teachers at school downstairs wouldn't have done this because it's like top secret. You left out what I call the Bruce. Okay? You see that uh, guy behind me. That's the Bruce. I'm not paddling on my own. And straight after Paul talks about the armor of God, he asks uh, the church in Ephesus, he says, pray for me. Pray for me. And that's what I call the Bruce. You know, Ephesus, Ephesus was the Bruce. Uh, and, and it's so important, you know. The armor and going into battle is not something you want to do on your own. It's a, it's a privilege for us to belong to a Christian community. It's a privilege to have family and friends to, to pray for you and to support you. Because we will never always be strong. And, we will, and I find often uh, paddling, I will get tired, and then I'll have Bruce to say, don't worry, you've only got an hour more to go. Just, you know, endure it all. Um, sometimes I paddle with my brother-in-law. He's not like the Bruce. He, he, when he's saying to me, gee, that was a very interesting route you took down that rapid. What he's trying to say is that, uh, that, that, was, that was really rubbish, what you did. Um, and friends are not like that. They, 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 they're really there to encourage you and uplift you. Um, and that's just one thing that's so important. So when you read about the armor of God at school and you think, well, I don't really go into battle very often. Don't think like that. It is important. Our lives are maybe not under threat, um, uh, but our way of life, the kingdom is under threat. We need to make sure that we look after uh, our, our hearts. We have the, the, that breastplate of righteousness, that we get the truth into our body that we protect ourselves with the shield and we learn to lean on the Spirit. But most of all, that we don't do it alone and that we ask our friends to pray for us and to guide us. Mandy's going to come and lead us in some prayer. Lord, we, we thank you for that message. And Lord, we pray that you speak into our hearts about it, about what it looks like when we are tempted with things in our, in our school situation what it means like when things are going rough at home, when things are going are difficult at work. What does it mean to, be, to have the armor of God? We pray, Lord, that we can stand firm, that we can trust in you most of all, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, that it's not something we do alone, that it's something that we do through support of each other, but mostly that we do with you. And thank you that you never let us go, that you hold on to us, no matter what we're going through in life, that you are there holding us, holding us afloat and helping us down that rapid. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. In that Ephesians reading, prayer came through as so came through very strongly. And um, we've got our Lent challenge. I don't know how it's been going up here. Heard some wonderful feedback from the home groups on, um, on how it's going. But the praying three times a day. I don't know if any of you children, if your parents...